It's Halloween. Still no costume yet? No worries. Today, we're going to the most spirited thrift shop in Michigan. This is Tisha's Place Clothings, Clothing, Collectibles, Local Art, Antiques, Oddities, and Gifts. But let me just say that if you were going to encapsulate this store, it would be the Monsters. It's retro, it's campy, it's Halloween, it's monster. But this is not a Halloween store. I just see this is more Adam's family. Oh, interesting. You don't think it's campy like the Monsters? Well, like the Monsters, the Monsters is jokey. The Adams family is arch. Oh, uh, interesting. Maybe I, maybe I, maybe this is a tell. Maybe I'm more Monsters and you're more Adams family. I'm just. We recently recorded our show live with a spooky twist at Lansing Community College. As part of our preparation that day, we knew we wanted to visit the brick and mortar store run by one of our guests, Tisha King. It's called Thrift Witch, and the store's magic is a bit hard to explain. All year round, Thrift Witch serves up retro meets goth meets Halloween. Here's me and executive producer Laura Weber Davis outside Tisha's storefront in Old Town. We're standing here in front of this pair of shoes. I know. These glittery oh, yeah. spike heels that those are, I'm, those are those are Morticia Adams. That's the most Morticia thing ever. <laughs> All right, let's go in. All right, here we go. Before you even walk in, you're greeted with pumpkin heads on mannequins, donning thrifted dresses and platform heels. Oh. oh my god. Once you do walk in, it's a feast for the eyes, like a full bucket after trick-or-treating. Just so many spooky delights. Handcrafted candy corn voodoo dolls with a manga spin, butterflies and other bugs, framed as if they were just pulled out of your weird auntie's attic. Six-inch rhinestone high heels. And not far away from a crystal chandelier, a 1940s satin wedding dress with beaded shoulders, draping an eight-foot train from the ceiling. It alights like a ghost bride flying through Thriftwich. There's a lot to take in. And there's like, there's a, a shelf shaped like the creature from the Black Lagoon. And oh, look at the creepy baby dolls. Creepy baby dolls. We call those haunted, actually. Those are haunted dolls. This is like if Wednesday Adams started her own boutique. Old books, vinyl records, toys from the 1980s, like you might find in your parents' basement. Everything from My Little Ponies to He-Man to Care Bears, E.T. and the Smurfs. And we haven't even told you about the clothing. Racks and racks of new goth shirts and dresses next to rows of vintage fits curated by Tisha. She says she goes thrifting for her collection every day after work, picking up pieces as she finds them. I had to ask her to style me. I was wondering, Tisha, would you style me? Would you spooky style me? Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Can we do it? Like right now? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is Stateside. I'm April Bear. Thrift Witch is a store of Tisha King's mind and design, and it just works. I have to ask, like, there's so many amazing vintage items here. Like, how do you advise? It's easy to get overwhelmed because there's so many, like, strong styles. Like, how, when you're sifting through, how do you know what to gravitate toward? I mean, it's just personal style at that point. We do have a fitting room, so we offer that, you know, people try stuff on. Um, and, uh, you know, if they're not up there on the fence, we'll kind of talk them through it. And we're, and we're all honest here. Like, we're not trying to sell you something that's not going to look good on you. So we'll be like, mm, let's try this instead or maybe a different size on stuff that offers, you know, more sizing. But, you know, accessorize, accessorize, accessorize. You're not doing anybody a kindness if you're not telling it like it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'd want to know. <laughs> I'd want to know. As clearly as an author might write a memoir, so too does Tisha's store make you feel like you know her. Gothy, sweet, quirky, and open-minded. Oh, yes, I love this long dresses. Ooh, that's another sourpuss. That's nice. That Now, this is straight up goth. It's got, like, skulls and a lot of botanical, like, are those nightshade flowers? Yeah, I think so. And there's moths and um, mushrooms, which is why I liked it a lot. All right, I'm going to go try these on for our base clothes, and we'll see what happens. Tisha King is the owner of these conjoined shops, and she has brought her broomstick over here to talk to us. Tisha King, welcome to Stateside. Thank you for having me. So here's what happened. When we stopped in today, we also met some of Thrift Witch's customers. And I have to tell you, there was this one kid who was an MSU student, and he had been invited to a very specific kind of Halloween party. Do you want to explain what he was looking for? Well, I had never heard of this kind of party, so I was in for it. Um, He was on his way to a Harry Styles Halloween party where everyone dressed like Harry Styles. So I needed needed some type of outfit to go, and we were kind of running out of options, and then we found this place. We were like, oh, well, Halloween's coming up too. So let's, we went to check it out and it turned out to make the day. It really feels like this could be, a, a, you know, a complicated shopping decision because like Harry Styles party, my gosh, there's so many ways you could take this. Yeah, there was a lot of options. And uh, if I wasn't so old, I'd have been like, hey, can I come? I, I just want to see everyone's <laughs> different Harry Styles. But I did ask, gave him my card, and I said, please take pictures and show me at least your outfit. So I mean, it's an interesting challenge because you could really take that about a thousand different ways, mm-hmm. depending yeah. on which Harry Styles you wanted to go for. Do you want to explain what he went home with? Yeah, he went home with a, um, was kind of a lace shirt, some bell sleeves. One of my friends just pointed out the black lace, and I was like, hey. I got to go for it. He said that uh, he, he felt very Harry Styles in it. It was nice. We also talked to a kid named Quentin moving from Metro Detroit to East Lansing to go to school. And they were there with a bunch of friends, and they had picked out some great skirts and dresses, including this crushed velvet and lace number that was just stunning. And then this one more like Halloween kind of type. Yeah, for sure. And, and the hood. Beautiful. And there's a hood in the back. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, it's getting kind of like, like Lady Gaga. And I don't know, I mean, the world we live in, it's got a lot of rules for who gets to wear what. Not at Thrift Witch. It's like, to me, it was like, kind of like New York City girl, you know, who wants yeah. to go out with friends, you know, like a nice little party, and the zipper is in the bag. I is that like off the shoulder? I think, it, I think it's off the shoulder, then just goes in like, on, over the bus, and then just goes down to like, what, middle, mid leg. And I liked the little zip, I thought it was adorable. Do you see a lot of kids like Quentin? I sure do. Um, I mean, in fact, uh, Metro Retro and myself, we both have staff that are trans. And, uh, you know, we just create a safe environment for everybody, including, you know, trans, people of color. Everyone's welcome at Thriftwitch. They looked really great. Is there anything that, if, if you could say something to people who believe in a little more formal rule about who wears sweat, anything you'd like them to know? Oh man, how much time do I have? <laughs> I mean, this is a big deal, or, or, or a, a real question for me, because I see the parents come in with their um, trans youth coming in, and they genuinely don't know um, 
and they're scared, you know, they're worried. And then there's a, you know, all the questions that come with it. And I'm just like, hey, open your heart to it. Let them do what they want as long as they're being safe. Buy your, your daughter that dress. She'll look wonderful in it. And half the time just having another adult, I guess I'm an adult, but having another adult kind of be part of that conversation with them makes them feel comfortable and make, makes it okay. Um, and they, I, I do see some parents struggle with it, but once they leave here or leave there, they do seem to be a little better about it. So I feel like I can be an ambassador to, you know, kind of um, help that along a little bit. How'd you end up in Lansing to set up shop? Uh, well, long distance relationship. You know, I uh, actually moved all over the United States a little bit, a bit of a witch flying around, and uh, I landed in uh, Colorado in Denver and uh, came back home and met a guy. Were there formative things that, either in your travels or just your growing up years, that you think kind of brought your, brought your look and your aesthetic along? Yes. Uh, so as a kid, I don't know, there's some people in here that might be as old as I am, but uh, I was really into like Hanna-Barbera cartoons, like the Laugh Olympics, and I always liked the underdogs, like um, the Really Rottens. They were my favorite. I loved, um, you know... That's the, a deep cut right there. Yeah, there. that shows how old I am. Me too. <laughs> um, but I, I also grew up uh, really liking, um, you know, Nick at Night, which allowed me... Uh, Bewitched, the Munsters on, you know, other channels, um, the Adams Family. So those were always the kind of things that I always gravitated to. How do you define the kinds of things that you're looking for in the store? I mean, the best I could do for myself was this is all my childhood dreams and all my childhood nightmares in the same place. Well, I guess I could say if it looks weird or it seems like no one's ever seen it before, I kind of want it. If it smells old and dingy, maybe I kind of want it. And if it scares other people, <laughs> if it scares other people, I myself have a collection of old Ouija boards and my boyfriend's mom is always like, hey, I'm coming over. Do you um, mind putting some of that stuff away? So we do. Really? He makes yeah. you do that? That's so mean. She doesn't make me. She asks. Well, I mean, the great thing there is like, the, you know, the visit's not going to be too long. Yeah. So... I worry so much, being someone who really liked prowling thrift stores and stuff when I was a kiddo, I worry so much that in the age of eBay, I mean, I saw a lot of stores I loved go under, mm -hmm. but is there, is there a way in which a more, a more national or global trade in interesting things has made it possible for stores to, who can adapt to survive? Yeah, I think um, online has definitely been a factor in that. Um, having people have the, you know, the easiness of shopping from their couch or their bed, um, that has been a curse for me because that's all I do now. <laughs> but you know, right? Um, I think it just um, kind of bridged the gap, especially with the COVID thing happening and people just kind of being locked into their houses a little bit. Um, I think it's just kind of opened up, like can of worms, like you can find anything you want on the internet. If you can imagine it, somebody's selling it. Yes, ma'am. We need to take a short break. We'll have more from the Thrift Witch in just a moment. Mm -hmm. 
Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Do you often come across things that you find you can't bear to sell? Uh, Yes. Um, So um, a little bit about my history is I did start at the Mega Mall and uh, in Lansing. And my first little store was a kiosk in there called the um, Prancing Pony. So it was uh, kind of a concoction of my love for old toys with the My Little Ponies. And I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. So it just kind of squished them both together. And I was really successful at it, so... A My Little Pony kiosk at the mall? Yeah. I'm dead. I knew I was onto something when uh, the people that worked there told me they were annoyed with my booth, and I was like, oh my gosh, why? What can I do to, to make it better? And they're like, well, stop putting such cool things in there because we're there all day. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's not a bad thing, so... Man, how do you... I mean, do you have... Did it take you long to develop a sense of not just what was cool, but what people would actually want to buy? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's definitely been some duds that I bought, and I'm like, oh, this is the best, you know, trash can of, with Bozo on it or, you know, whatever, and then it sits there, and, you know, there's just that one customer that's going to come in and be like, oh, my gosh, I always wanted a Bozo trash can, but um, I'm still waiting for them. So if anyone here is looking for a Bozo trash can... That's Thrift Witch Vintage in Old Town, yeah. Um, how do you know... If the price that you pay to acquire something is going to is is going to end up with a good return when you sell it in this in the shop, well, that's that's the the big question. Um, you know, you kind of look on uh, eBay and see what it's worth. You know, you, there's a few other websites that like estate sailors and you know people that have stores can look up items. Um, but you really got to kind of go, wow, is it really worth that? You know, so a lot of our items, people are like, oh, I went into Thrift Witch and I found that one item and she didn't have it priced properly and I got a great deal. And it's like, well, come back. You'll find another great deal. So <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about uh, a guy named Ted Stewart, who's the owner of Metro Retro. Mm-hmm. That's another thrift shop in, uh, in Old Town. And you have said that he is one of the forces that pulled you into the neighborhood. Yes, ma'am. And you, you referred to him as the godfather of Lansing Thrift. Tell us, share the history with us. Okay, so I also run a show series which started Thrift Witch, and it's called The Dark Art of Michigan. And it's at the Avenue Cafe, and we have um, quite a few sponsors. Ted has been one of our long-running sponsors, and that's how I met him. And uh, then he saw that I was, you know, selling vintage dresses online, and he asked me, hey, let me get those dresses. And I'm like, well, you know the routine. I'm trying to make a little profit. You probably want them really cheap, so I don't know if we're going to match here. And he goes, what do you mean? You have an online store? You need to open your own store. So he told me to go where his sister had a store in the Rio Town Marketplace. So that's where our Thrift Witch was birthed in um, June of 2018. And he's just been a, a constant force of 
girl, yes, you can. So, um, and then, you know, when I decided that um, I was going to make a big deal, you know, and move out of like, you know, the, the marketplace and have my own brick and mortar, looking around, you know, um, his, his store is sort of similar to mine. So I was not looking in Old Town and he said, what are you doing? Come down to Old Town. We'll rule this together. Is, are there ways, I mean, I would assume that it would be a competitive situation, but are there ways in which multiple thrift stores can, can benefit each other? Well, one of my other um, mentors, um, Colleen at the Avenue, she told me once that um, if you have somebody that's doing the same thing as yours, you're just creating a larger community for yourself. So open your heart to it and, um, you know, just kind of go with the flow. And that's what also Ted showed me, and it works. Old Town is great that way. So it was busy in the store today, right in the middle of the week. Um, yeah. I take it this time of year is kind of high season for you. How in the world do you keep this town in PVC skirts and, and <laughs> spangly high-heeled shoes when it's Halloween coming down the pipeline? Well, it's not easy. I mean, we only have so much space, but, you know, we make do. We make do, and, uh, you know, I think that um, just having, you know, the vintage, the thrift, and all that, but then you have so much more with just, like, the local artists, so it just keeps it fresh because you have 40 people updating their little space in the store. It always keeps it looking nice. Yeah. Which is bigger for you, Christmas or Halloween? Uh, it's weird to say, but September. What? Yeah, September is our, our busiest month. I think that during October, maybe, you know, we were busy and it, it's still um, good business, but a lot of times people are going out to events and all of their spare money goes to that. So in September is when they start decorating, they start getting their costumes ready. So that's the big show for me. And then November, that before Christmas, people get ready. Tisha King, it has been such a pleasure. Thanks for making me fancy. Thank you for having me and you look wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> And that's the Stateside Podcast for today. Our show is produced by Mike Blankenstein, Ronia Kabansag, who absolutely, positively will not evolve into her Raichu form for your party trick, no matter how nicely you ask. Other producers on our show include April Van Buren and our director, Mad 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 Mercedes Mejia. We get additional help on show production from Dan, Net of Doom Netter, Anna Spider, and Ellie Spooky Black Cats. Our podcast editor is Rachel Ishii, a serial killer Kawa. And the executive producer of Stateside also produced our podcast today. That's Laura Weber Sanderson Davis. I'm April the Demon Bear. Thank you for joining us, and please be safe out there tonight. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.